Toros, Rose, Nashville's. Presented, presented by Phillips. Go Texans! Already counting down the days until your next college football Saturday? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 5th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to kick off 2020 with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cushada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 70 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, live music, and one of the top golf courses in the state. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cushada style at Cushada Casino Resort in Kinder, Louisiana's best bet. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. KILT, KILT FM HD2 Houston. Radio.com Sports Station. And your home of the Houston Texans. Rock and roll. Houston Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610.
early window. I think that was an early window game. We had uh, Daniel Jones debut as a starter when he had the thrilling come from behind win in Tampa and scored the game winning touchdown with like 60 seconds left. So some fun moments to relive throughout the season. And we'll go all the way up to week 17 when the final playoff spots were clinched. And then the next day will be the first round of the NFL draft. It's, it's kind of a fun thing. How are you holding up right now as everyone's life is turned upside down as we're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic, Scott? You know what? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. My health is good. And I realize I'm not in the demographic. You're not in the demographic of people who would be most greatly affected by it. But we are all taking our own time and, and, and taking these extreme measures for the most vulnerable in our society. And, and I get it, and I'm for it. You know, I, I realize what it's done to the sports world, what it's done to the economy, what it's done to just society at large. But I actually think it's, it's, it's a good thing that, that we in civilization, with all of our own uh, you know, desires and interests and whatnot, can still come together and say, no, you know what, humanity is, is most important right now. And this thing is nasty, and we've got to take care of it. And the only way we can do it right now is to stay apart from each other. So uh, I hope it doesn't last a lot longer, but I'm all for the social distancing right now. And no doubt about it. As uh, Scott Hansen is here with us on the Zach Yelp Show on CBS Sports Radio. Today, for me personally, was one of those days, though, where I was losing my mind and I was just bored and you have those roller coaster ride of emotions and then it's nice to do this show because th- then you get a little bit excited and you know what it's like to, to be on air and all that. But what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what's something interesting that you're doing to pass the time a little bit? Dude, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a huge internet geek. I'll, I'll go down some wormhole of some interest in any aspect of life, whether it be uh, history or psychology or sports or, uh, you know, medicine or whatever. And I'll get, I'll get on the internet. I'll start reading stuff and it'll be two, three hours later. Uh, I'm binge, binge watching TV like the rest of everyone else. I did the Tiger King thing. Uh, I even, I even let out my inner 10 year old boy sometimes and, and play some video games. And I, I love getting into, into some video games. I'm sure we've got gamers listening. I still get into that uh, as well. So the time's going by, and, and you know what? I'm just worried about the trips to the refrigerator right now. That's not, <laughs> that's not serving me well, man. <laughs> what is your video game of choice, and then what is the number one food item that you're munching on right now, probably the oh, unhealthy dude, one? You're going to do this to me right now. I'm going to reveal how much of a nerd I am. Because people are going to say, okay, Hanson, he's, li- he's watching – or, or he's playing Madden, or he's playing some. I actually don't play the sports games. Okay. I, I get enough sports in my in my regular life, and I love the real thing as opposed to the video games. I get it. Madden is awesome, but I play the fantasy games. I play. I am playing The Witcher Three right now. It's a it's an old like Dungeons and Dragons type game, uh, an RPG role playing game for those gamers in the, in the crowd right there. Highly rated game, and it's and it's crazy. I'm just, I'm you know looting a village that was uh, overrun by ghouls, and I just took care of them. So everybody relax. We're, we're all safe and sound. Do you play against other people? Is it one of those games where you could play against someone else in, in a different house? No, this is actually a, a closed game, so it's single gotcha. player. So I don't, I don't get killed every five seconds by some 14 year old twitcher who you know has the reflexes of a cat and can just whack the old man Hanson every few seconds 
No, I like I like these games. I will play a little Fortnite every once in a while, and I'm not going to give out my gamer name because I don't want everyone trying to chase down sure. the red zone guy to whack him or anything like that. Oh, and your other question, by the way, your other question, my snack of choice, one of my vices, Tostitos Hint of Lime chips. Interesting. I could eat those things. Oh, dude, the little with the green dust on it, the little green lime dust, I could eat those all day and, and unfortunately have for some of the past few days. You know what you should do with your love for video games? You should just go on one of these random games and do like an Instagram live or a Twitch or a, a, a Periscope or something and just surprise people and, and say, hey, uh, this is Scott Hansen and, and try to smack talk them and see if they actually believe that it's you. <laughs> but it's a problem. If it's an interactive game, which those all are, someone can come up and I'm going to get like a bayonet in the neck or something like that. And then someone can, you know, try and get a trophy by whacking the red zone guy. Uh, I, I have kind of a strict policy that I, I usually do not give out my gamer name because my gaming skills are not, I am no teenager anymore, and my skills are not as sharp as they used to be when I was a kid. So, I don't, you know what, if this lasts much longer, Zach, maybe I will. Maybe I will just say, I'll go on Twitter or something and say, hey, here's my gamer name. Uh, I'm an Xbox One guy, so I'd be on that platform. And, um, you know, you know, come at me in Call of Duty or whatever, or team up with me, and we can run some squads in Fortnite or something. Scott Hanson here with us on the show. To ask you a few Red Zone questions, I don't like to eat yeah. or drink when I do this show. Do you at all eat or drink at times during Red Zone? Usually not. Usually not. Of course, now it's legendary that seven-hour show, no commercial breaks. I have only taken one bathroom break in the last, seven plus seasons and uh i just i get into the zone i eat a big breakfast in the morning on sunday morning and then i cut off my liquids about three hours before the show and then my stage manager rhoda gilmore she's the best she hands me i'm like a caged zoo animal she gives me a banana and a bottle of water and says you know that's all i've asked for right the banana is for potassium. If I need a little energy and then some potassium to avoid cramping up because I get so dehydrated doing the show because I don't drink any water. And then the water is if, you know, I happen to get some dry mouth or something like that and I just have to take a tiny, tiny sip to wet my whistle, I will. But most of the time, the banana goes uneaten. And a lot of the times, the, the water, I barely even crack the surface of that. So I am, I am, I am compromising my bladder for you folks to give you 60, 70 touchdowns every single Sunday in the fall. I hope people appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, and the show is great. <laughs> Each and every weekend, me and my buddies, we gather around, and we bet on the games, and we do fantasy football and all that. We have our teams on one screen, and then we have Red Zone on the other screen. But I have nice. to get back to, to that one bathroom trip. Uh, not to invade your personal space, but we need some details. How did you decide yeah. that, okay, this is the time I have to go to the bathroom? And then what did they say to you, and, and how did the show go on with you not there? Well, okay, so it's actually kind of a funny story because, I mean, dude, I got, I, I'll admit, I got the willpower of a ninja when I'm going. I do it's not impressive. concentration. But this one week, it was three seasons ago now, 
I had gone ski. I live in Los Angeles. That's where the show is done. And I was off in the middle of the week uh, in late December. It was probably, I don't know, week 14, 15, maybe of the regular season. And a couple of buddies of mine said, hey, we're going skiing for the day. And outside of L.A., you can go, you can go drive a few hours and get to some ski mountains. So we went skiing. This was on, like, on Wednesday or Thursday. I took a spill and damaged my ribs. I thought I broke a rib. It hurt so bad. If you ever had a rib, rib injury or anyone out there had a rib injury, it is, it is so uncomfortable, right? So I was dealing with this, and my, my breathing was a little bit labored and all of this. So I'm like, man, i got to do red zone on Sunday. And it requires a lot of, you know, a lot of energy to do that show. So I ate and I drank a little bit more than I usually do on Sunday morning. I didn't have my usual breakfast. I kind of broke my routine, and it was a mistake. Because in the late window of games, nature was calling, and I'm like, I'm calculating it in my mind. Can I make it? Can I make it until the end of whatever games were going on at that time? And ultimately, I said, I don't think I don't think I could do it. Or if I do, I'm going to be miserable, and it's going to distract me from doing the show. So I told my producer, you guys can't always hear me talking to my producer. Sometimes you guys can, but most of the time you can't. My producer, Ryan Yunt, I said, Yunty, you're not going to believe this. And he thought I was talking about <laughs> one of the games, right? And, and he goes, what, what, what? What do I admit? And I go, I, I got to go to the bathroom. And I hear the whole control room in my earpiece, I hear the whole control room go, Oh, like that. Like they knew the streak was ending right then and there. And, and they're like, okay, okay, hold on. We'll, 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 uh, we'll park it on this Patriots drive right now. And hopefully they go on a nice eight play drive and you can run and, and come back and get a couple minutes. So I ran to the bathroom, came back, did my thing. I tweeted it that I, I was like, I just took my first bathroom break in at That's that right. point, it was like five years or something. Dude, that is my most liked and most retweeted tweet that I have ever sent out ever. And that's how, that's how crazy people are about, you know, Scott Hansen, the iron bladder, you know, iron bladder, you know, iron bladder every single Sunday. And then to just put a period on the end of the show or end of the, uh, at the end of the story, at the end of the show, I ended up going to the emergency room for the rib situation. No. I, thought I had a broken rib. And they did x-rays and stuff, and I had, I, I, it wasn't a broken rib, but I had messed it up, and the doctor told me, you gotta, you got to get off your feet. you got to just, you know, just rest up as best you can. I'm like, okay, I will. And then the funny thing was the next day, Monday, all of a sudden everyone's blowing me up on my phone and stuff. PTI, right, Kornheiser and Wilbon, led their show that Monday. Would you go with, to the bathroom? Pardon the interruption, Tony, but I, I'm like, Wilbon, Tony, your boy Scott Hansen took his first bathroom break in five years. And then Kornheiser made a bit about, ah, you're an amateur. You got to use a Gatorade bottle under the, under the desk or whatever. And then they started their show. But that's how fascinated the whole public is with me not going to the bathroom. It, it's, it's astounding. So it was a number one, not a number two is what you're telling me. Oh, dude, you want to go that far, do you? Yes, it was. Just number one. Just number one. I was able to go back. And, yes, I washed my hands, if you're wondering about that as well. <laughs> Last one for Scott Hansen, because I know you got to run. The way that we now consume football, it's totally different through red zone. Some people don't even watch, you know, every second, every play of each and every yep. game or whatever's on their local TV or whatever the national broadcast is. They go to red zone. How about when you first got the job and then what were you thinking? And then how about the way that it's really transformed the way that we watch football now? Oh, okay. Now you're going to think I'm just BSing you here, but I'm not. Uh, when we went on and you can, you can go look at this. Cause I actually posted it on 
my social media accounts um, this last year or whatever, I played the original 30 seconds on camera of the very first NFL Red Zone, which was more than 11 years ago now. Uh, And in that opening on camera, I came on and said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to NFL Red Zone. I'm Scott Hansen. Welcome to the channel that we hope and we think will change the way you watch football forever. And at the time, it may have seemed like hyperbole or bombast or whatever, but I really thought, look, I'm a football junkie, and if this show is done right, if we execute this show right, the correct way, I would watch it. And I know I'm not alone out there. If we do this right, this show is going to be amazingly popular. And there is not a day that goes by afterwards in 11 years later where people don't tell me, Scott, Red Zone's changed the way I watch football. So mission accomplished, and and as far as I'm concerned, we're just getting started. Our best days are ahead of us. Once again, NFL Red Zone is replaying every Sunday from the 2019 season for 17 consecutive days, airing each day at 8 a.m., 3 p.m., and 10 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you follow Scott Hansen, who is the host of NFL Red Zone on Twitter, at Scott Hansen. Scott, great to talk to you. Thanks so much. All right. Stay safe, Zach. Take care, man. No problem. There's Scott Hansen. I'll be 100% honest, and I've told Scott this before um, when I run into him at Super Bowls. When Red Zone was first introduced, I didn't like it. You know, it was just recently, really the last year, two, and maybe even three years, and that could be a stretch, where now I watch Red Zone each and every Sunday. I watched a little bit of it in college because it was on. You'd be in a, a house with a bunch of your buddies. You watch Red Zone. But now, from the first game to the last game in the 4 o'clock slate, Red Zone's always on my TV. In my apartment setup, I have two TVs. I have the game I want to watch on one TV and then Red Zone on the other. If I go to Sports Bar, you make sure Red Zone's on. So great stuff with Scott Hansen. I had to ask him, though, about the bathroom stuff. And I had to follow up with the hard-hitting question on if it was a number one or a number two. Because you're doing TV, you take a number two. That's a difficult situation to recover from uh, but he was able to do that what a story though one bathroom break in the entire history of the show that's that's bonkers 18 past the hours at gelp show on cbs sports radio will break when we come on back it's the prospect profile who will be on d ben's list today we'll tell you next on cbs sports radio GEICO has the insurance industry-leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere. Which means that GEICO is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like animal control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, You guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. uh, Listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. (laughs) GEICO, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app. At Navy Federal Credit Union, you get $200 when you refinance your auto loan from another lender with us. So you can execute your own missions, like Operation... Redo the upholstery in the minivan. Yeah, get some leather in there. Or Operation... Maybe I'll just get it detailed. Oh, and some air fresheners. Ah, new car smell. Refinance another lender's auto loan with Navy Federal and get $200. Start saving at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Open to the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families. Insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. 
During the challenging times we're all experiencing, our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, one thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. In times like these, you may not be thinking about blood donation, but blood is needed every day by patients facing a range of serious illnesses. If you're healthy, please schedule an appointment to donate by visiting redcrossblood.org. We're all experiencing a little unexpected downtime right now, but it's a great time to get caught up on things you haven't had time to get around to. Yard work, paperwork, the garage, or maybe it's time to address the downtime you've been experiencing in the bedroom due to erectile dysfunction. With a visit to Metro Men's Health, we're still performing our leading-edge ED treatment that's surgery-free, drug-free, and pain-free in our always clean, always safe facility. Metro Men's Health uses sound waves to break up plaque that reduces blood flow. Many of our patients see results after just one visit. So take advantage of this downtime to learn more about the ED treatment that is over 85% successful in restoring performance. Call Metro Men's Health to book your initial consultation today at 713-903-8181. 713-903-8181. Or visit MetroMensHealth.net to speak with an online agent. Treat the cause of ED, not just the symptoms, with Metro Men's Health. Jerry Reynolds, the car pro at the dealer's eye doors. You can do your entire car purchase, including the delivery and paperwork, without stepping foot into the dealership or in a sanitary, clean, and safe environment. Find out how the coronavirus impacts your next purchase at carprousa.com. One of the most stressful things that we're ever going to encounter in our life is the death of a loved one. You can let Wingate Funeral Home take some of that stress off you. Funerals can cost $12,000 or more, but Wingate Funeral Home has complete funerals with caskets, flowers, programs for $2,995, direct cremations for $595 with an urn and death certificate. The best thing you can do for your family, though, is a pre-need consultation. WingateFuneralHome.com. Wingate Funeral home respect honor and remember whoa long time no see it's me the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet dude remember you crowd surfed in me man but you haven't worn me in like forever i get it you're retired but i still got some rock left in me 
So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is sponsored by GEICO. Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com. Easy. Appreciate Scott Hansen joining us in the last segment. Before we get to prospect profiles, let me just bring on D-Ben first. D-Ben, can you hear me all right? I can hear you fine, Zach. Let me ask you a question. We just interviewed Scott Hansen. He's told yeah. me he's taken one bathroom break in the entire career on Red Zone. What do you think I did? Crazy impressive. Yeah, amazing. Impressive bladder. Hall of Fame bladder. What do you think I did during the break? You ran straight to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I kid you not. All this talk about number one and number twos, I had to go to the bathroom and I had to uh, take a number one. Right away. I don't get how you could do a seven, eight-hour show and only go to the bathroom once. I could understand not eating during the entire show. You know, when we're at the Super Bowl for Radio Row, sometimes those are seven, eight-hour days, and I'll look up and say, man, I got to have a big dinner tonight because I didn't eat anything. But to only go to the bathroom one time in the entire history of the show, that is one of the all-time great sports accomplishments. It's really unbelievable. No doubt, no doubt. And doing the uh, Ion football show with Ack on Sundays, I would be in the control room for a six-hour chunk, sometimes even an eight-hour chunk. And there were a lot of days where I could make it, but I didn't. There was no pressure to make it. You know what I mean? It's a totally, yeah. There was no streak. I wasn't on television. I had commercial breaks. <laughs> so yeah, crazy, crazy impressive. All right, enough about my bladder. Enough about your bladder. Let's get to some future prospects. We do prospect profiles right now. Get prepped for the 2020 NFL Draft as the Zach Gelb Show counts down the top 50 available players in tonight's edition of Prospect Profiles. Number 46, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, Arizona State. So we had Herm Edwards on last night, his former head football coach. Nikhil Harry did go in the first round last year. Where do you think another Arizona State wide receiver? Where do you think Brandon goes this year? It's interesting that you brought him up right off the bat because you're right. Nikhil Harry was a first-round pick last year. I'm not sure that he was a good first-round pick. And he's considered the mentor of, uh, of Brandon Ayuk here. So it maybe counts as kind of a con against it, but I still think Ayuk will end up going comfortably in the first two rounds uh, because of the style of player that he is. Now he's essentially a running back as wide receiver type of player. Those players used to be frowned upon in the draft. Now they're finding brand new value, uh, because of versatility, ability to play in a slot. He can take end arounds. He can take straight handoffs. He was considered the yak, the yards after catch king of college football in the past, uh, the 2019 college football season. He had over 11 yak yards per catch. He's a terror in the open field, and like I said, he's got that versatility to be able to line up inside or outside as a legitimate number two wide receiver, and he's a sneaky deep threat, so he can get open deep, and he's got good hands. He can high point the ball, and he can go make aggressive plays as a deep threat, so there's enough here, I think, that he's comfortably in the first two-round range. Who's a player comp? Who's someone that you think of when you think of Brandon Ayuk? 
That's a very interesting question. I actually have been thinking about this all day, and I think Debo Samuel, the uh, rookie we just saw play for the Niners, is an interesting comp. Now, Debo's a little bit more explosive and a little bit faster, but I think they have similar traits in that they don't really fit the mold of a traditional outside receiver, but there's a whole bunch of uh, other options you have with guys like that. Ayuk can also return punts, an outstanding punt returner. So there's, there's a versatility here. You may not be drafting this guy to necessarily fill a need as a primary outside receiver, but if you have some depth, you can bring this guy as a, as a um, kind of uh, pocket knife, uh, versatile weapon. And Debo last year was incredible for the 49ers for a rookie-wide receiver, 57 receptions, 802 yards, and also three touchdowns for San Francisco. So he was a part of that team, three receiving touchdowns. He was a part of that team that did get to the Super Bowl where they did lose to Kansas City, and Debo was a second-round pick, 36 overall. Here's one question, though, and it's about the wide-receiving position. And, and, you know, maybe it's a statement, and then you could go with it however you want. I'm really curious how the way teams draft when it comes to the wide-receiving position because there's so many good wide receivers in this draft you could get what is considered a first-round wide receiver in the second round this year. I'll be fascinated to see, D-Ben, how many teams pull the trigger in the first round on a wide receiver or wait receiver or wait receiver the second or third round because of the depth of the position. That's an absolutely great call, and I was going to lead off with this, but this is actually my number eight wide receiver, and we're already in the top 46. So there are going to be seven more inside the top 46 from here, which means there's plenty of options. Um, I think it's going to be similar to the running back conversation, too, even though there are less running backs. I think it's about fit. It's about what you're looking for for your team. There's enough choice now out of the wide receivers that I think teams are going to fall in love with guys that fit either a need or just have a, a perfect scheme fit for what they're running. And I think in that way... You know, I think the, the wide receiver board is going to look dramatically different for each team, which means that, yeah, there could be inconsistency or there could be even teams reaching for a player surprisingly a little bit earlier than you thought out of the wide receiver. So it might not break where every team is waiting uh, because of the, the, the plentiful options because there are some really good options. And I can see a team like a really good example of this is number 11 in the New York Jets. You know, they may have an opportunity to pick any of the wide receivers that they want, do you want to get your number one choice of wide receiver, or are you going to take a risk and wait and see what's left? So a lot of teams are going to be up to that. And if the Jets have a clear number one who's a mile above, that'll make the decision for them. All right, that's player number 46, Brandon Ayuk. Let's go to player number 45 on D-Ben's big draft board of 50 players. Number 45, A.J. Terrell, cornerback, Clemson. Yes, AJ's going to hear his name called in the first two rounds, you would imagine, coming out of that Clemson program, which is just a factory for producing NFL players these days with what Dabo Sweeney has done there with Clemson. Give me a little bit on AJ. What do you like, and what are some things that maybe have you with some concerns? So AJ fits into my favorite cornerback prospect category, which is strong and long. I like guys who are a little bit big at the position and who have good length, Obviously, this kind of common sense how that plays into breaking up passes. But I also want a guy who plays mean at cornerback. And this is something that A.J. Terrell is competitive and mean. He's mean in coverage, and he's a great tackler. So he's a big, strong, athletic, experienced, well-rounded cornerback, which is a lot of pluses in a row. 
I think the negative, he doesn't have incredible bursts for, uh, you know, rebound quickness. If he gets beat off the line of scrimmage, he can get beat pretty badly. And we've seen that in some extremely high-profile spots, including the national championship game this past year. And honestly, the, the performance against Jamar Chase one-on-one in LSU, Jamar beat him for three touchdowns in the national championship game, is kind of the thing that has kept him from being in the first-round conversation through this, uh, you know, the last couple months. And I don't know that it's totally fair because that tape has some really impressive plays and you're playing just an absurd passing offense in that game where Clemson was completely overrun. And I would like to point to one other piece of big game tape from him from the national championship the year before. If you remember, in the 2019 Natty, he set the tone for Clemson with a pick six on the first drive of Tua Tango-Vailoa, and it was a beautiful anticipation. I mean, he jumped that route. He was looking to make a play. He had six career interceptions, and that's the kind of player he is. So sometimes he's going to get beat because of this, but he wants to make a play, and he's capable against high competition in big games of making high, high-impact plays. And I think you got to look at a, at a comp, not to steal your question, your follow-up here, but I think you got to look at a comp of his teammate who came out last year, Trayvon Mullen, who is re- regarded in a similar range here. In the, in the mid-40s, and I think it was a big question mark for me because the same thing. I didn't see him with overwhelming quickness as a cornerback, but he acquitted himself very well in year one with the Oakland Raiders and, and worked into a starting spot, and I think that means very promising things for A.J. Terrell as well. You like him clearly. He's number 45 on your big board. You talked about what's holding him back from being a first-round pick. We know mock drafts are all over the place. Is there any way that you could see A.J. falling to the third round? Um, you know what? That's a great question. Probably just because this cornerback class is a little bit tricky. It's pretty deep. There are some really good players here, and it's a little bit hard to tell. They're a little bit bunched around this second or third round region. So I'm going to say that there is a chance, but I don't think it's a very good chance because I think two-thirds of the league will have him in the top 50 on their board. And if I'm right about that, then he definitely will not make it to round three. Next up, let's roll. Number 44, Lloyd Cushenberry, center, LSU. Yes, the music is back in the rotation. We're back in the club here on Prospect Profiles. I'm currently sitting in my chair in my basement, and I'm fist pumping right now. Stu, can you just raise this music for a little bit? We're in the club. We're here with D-Bet. We're getting ready for the breakdown. We're ready for the beat to drop. D-Ben, give me your positives. Give me your negatives for Lloyd Cushenberry, who should change his name to Crushenberry. Be a better football name, but Cushenberry's pretty good. The center out of LSU. What do you got? That's absolutely good stuff, and I feel very at home being a Jersey boy. This is like the perfect uh, music for me here, the Jersey club music. This is the first of many LS, many LSU players that are going to be in this top 50 list. I really like him. I considered leaving him off of this segment just because centers aren't exactly sexy to talk about. But he has to be here because he is going to be a day one starter for an NFL team. He has experience and leadership. Uh, he was absolutely loved as a quiet leader on the LSU team. And if you remember back to what that LSU offense, that spread in, uh, insane passing attack honestly the best passing attack maybe we've ever seen in college football how much pre-snap activity was going on joe burrow had a lot to do before the snap and his point man on all of that organizing was lloyd cushenberry the center who is incredibly cerebral but he's also big he's 6'3 312 and long arms zach he has 84 inch wingspan that's almost five inches longer than any of the other top center prospects i mean this guy has humongous arms he's a smooth fluid athlete and he's, like I said, a smart, 
solid leader. He is ready to go. Packaged and ready to go as a starting center day one. The con side, I mean, you're kind of nitpicking, but he doesn't have that glaring explosiveness off the line. He's not a brutally dominant uh, run blocker. There was a center prospect last year, Garrett Bradbury, who ended up starting, if not every game, close to every single game for the Vikings in his rookie year this year, who was a lot more of a, a uh, obviously violent and brutal center after the snap. And Cushenberry doesn't really have that style. He's much more of like a smooth, solid player. But the one, one of the things that he does really well that he did so well for Joe Burrow is really keep the center of the pocket sturdy. He plays with great leverage. He doesn't let, even against really high competition, doesn't let big, strong nose tackles push the pocket in. And I think that's a super key thing. So his fit is probably better for a more of a passing offense than a run-first offense, a power-running offense. But, uh, again, I think this guy's a starter. Any chance they move him to guard? You know what? That's another thing that was a little bit tricky because when I started this process, I actually thought that his natural position in the NFL was going to be guard because I thought he was too talented to be a center. Watching it a little bit more, I'm not sure you need to mess with that. and I'm not sure the upside at guard is there, but he has experience playing a little bit around the line. And I think it's possible, depending on the team that drafts him, certainly if they already have a center and they can get some kind of great value on him, like somehow in the third round, then, yeah, it's possible he could turn out to be a, a guard. I remember uh, Frank Ragno. I want to say he mm. went in the first round to the Lions. I want to say it was yeah. maybe like 22, 24. Let me look it up right here. It was number 20 overall. Is there any chance that he could fall into – the first round here, is this more of a second round pick in your mind? I think so. I think so. I think the tough thing with center, and we're going to talk about Cesar Ruiz from Michigan a little bit later. They're the, pretty much the, the two clear top centers. And so I think it kind of depends on where one goes. If one gets snapped up towards the end of the first, which is totally possible. I mean, I think if you go on and find a random mock right now on Google, the first one you find will have Cesar Ruiz likely in the first round. I think if one of them goes first, then the other one could go right behind. But they both absolutely could slide into the second round, too. But I, I, I do think they both fit the, uh, the moniker of a, a, a certainly a potential starter. And final name today, final spot. Let's see who it is. Number 43, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back, LSU. Running backs are always tricky. But when I think of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and obviously when you think of LSU this past season, you think of Ed Orgeron, go Tigers! And you also think of Joe Burrow. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in that Alabama game, I want to say it was a third and 10, third and 15, I want to say third and 10, and he picked up uh, probably 15 yards on the play for a first down, and he was trucking people left and right going up against Alabama. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire... I don't know what he's going to be in the NFL, but to me, what I saw in college was damn impressive, Diva. He's five foot seven too. I mean, your eyes weren't deceiving you. He was out there trucking the Alabama defense at five foot seven. This guy almost doesn't make sense as a prospect. First of all, running backs are difficult, as you just said. Obviously, what is the value of running backs even in the game right now? Then you're taking a running back on the most prolific pass offense we've ever seen in college football which is a little bit of a cheat because, of course, there are running lanes from him. But then at the same time, when you watch this dude's tape, he is out of control, spectacular. And against all levels of competition, you're right, in the Alabama game, he was great. All throughout the college football playoff, he was great. He's clutch. He can catch balls out of the backfield. He is actually a good route runner out of the backfield with great hands. And we've seen him make clutch catches already. And then the number one thing with him, absolutely freakish lateral agility and explosion. This guy can do that little Le'Veon Bell 
you know, that, that little setup move where he's just kind of square to the line and then explode into, into the correct hole. LSU gave him some interesting assignments where they kind of let him freelance a little bit. Um, and he had absolutely no problem with his vision, picking up the hole and exploding through the hole. On the con side, he doesn't necessarily have huge breakaway speed. So he's not really a home run threat. And then there's just kind of a question of, you know, he's five foot seven. He came out of, you know, this LSU passing offense. Is he a really a three down back? Because the tape shows you that he actually is a three down starting running back in the NFL day, day one. And I'm going to go with that. That's why I ended up ranking him here. I actually think that's what he is. I don't like overranking running backs at all. And I'm not going to put any, uh, I don't think, with a first round grade in this class. Um, but the four that I'm going to have in the second round are all really good players. And, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is certainly no exception. Also, you, you mentioned some of what he could do coming out of the backfield, not only running the football, but the pass-catching ability as well. 215 rushing attempts last year, over 1,400 yards, 16 rushing touchdowns, and had 55 receptions for 453 yards and a touchdown. We know who he is. But it's almost as if he's a secret just with everyone that we look at at LSU's offense. You forget about him, even though when you watch him, he clearly makes a presence just with all the wide receivers and obviously the quarterback that they had this past year at LSU. And even uh, some of the defensive players with Caleb on Chase on, who we're probably going to get to uh, coming up uh, when you get into your, your top 30 of this uh, top 50 prospect profiles big board. So uh, is there a player comp? You have one for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, D-Ben? It's really tough because super compact running backs that are also three-down running backs don't exist. You know, those guys are third-down running backs who are scat backs. So, I, honestly, my comp just in the way he moved is a little bit Darren Sproles, which is incredibly kind. And they're different types of players, but I think they have that, that similar trait where they both can go 0-60 to 60 in just a snap. I mean, it's crazy. It's almost like they're being controlled with a video game controller. Their agility and their ability to burst, accelerate, stop, Burst, accelerate again, change direction, burst yet again is just stunning. And I'm not sure that I've seen another player who is as much of a joystick type of running back at that size as Darren Sproles. But I think Clyde Edwards-Lair has a chance to be a much better, more complete running back than Darren Sproles. So it seems like an almost too kind comp. But at the same time, the potential there uh, is to to be an even more well-rounded player. He has that clutch gene. I'm not saying necessarily the style, but just with the pretty much you could do everything. And Edward Tillaire is a better runner than James White. And James White is then better at receiving the football. But just that clutch gene, someone that you overlook, but you know he shows up in the big moments. I, I could throw a James White out there just in that regard. That's an outstanding call. I actually like that better. Well done. All right. D-Ben, great stuff. We will talk to you tomorrow and see who the next four or five names is that we give you on the prospect profiles. It is the Zach Yelp show on CBS sports radio. D Ben keeps on talking about exploding through a hole and being long and strong. That may make you chuckle. If you have a juvenile mind like myself, well, anyway, it's 18 to the top of the hour right here on CBS sports radio. We'll take a five minute break. And when we come back on the show, we got to get to a little Brian Colangelo talk. We could never uh, stop talking about Brian Colangelo, and we'll even incorporate Barbara Botini into the conversation as well. We'll do that next on the Zach Yelp Show. 
prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hims makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash joy. That's 4hims.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash joy. At AutoZone, we've always been there to help get you what you need. We've been there to help get you what you need. We've been there to 